1: Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk nomadic prepping. Um, we had a uh, listener, Philip, reach out and. He was saying, you know, being an over-the-road trucker, and I know a lot of you guys out there are are over-the-road truckers because, one, that's a lot of people who listen to podcasts. You know, you're just on the road all the time. That's when I started listening to podcasts and got into it. It was all about, you know, um, I I was doing uh, repair service stuff where I'd be in a work van driving from house to house, but I'd be in the van 40 minutes between calls, you know, eight calls a day or whatever, And, you know, that's a lot of time by yourself. You listen to a lot of shit trying to, you know, one, trying to better yourself, and two, just got to keep from getting bored. And damn, listening to the same songs from the 80s over and over again, it's cool, but fuck. They start to get, you know, wear on you. And even if you listen to the radio, it's the same 20 songs over and over again because they assume you're in the car for 20 minutes, not, you know, not eight hours. And so it kind of... You, you live in a world that seems to repeat. So I understand. Um I, I'm still all about audiobooks. And I'm like a 35-minute commute to work and 35-minute back. And even with that, I'm like, I got to have something planned out. You know, I got to have something going on. One, you hate to waste that time. You know, you hate to lose it. But anyway, truckers. Truckers, it's a whole different world, right? So you live in in your truck and when you want to get home to your family your wife kids your supplies your stuff your everything you might be really far away you might be i mean just being 30 miles away from your house if there was an emp would be huge just trying to get 30 miles that can be days of travel you know it it should be a day and a half but you know, how are things, how are conditions, you know? Um, you know, I'm saying, I'm not saying you can do 15 miles or whatever a day, but I'm saying, well, I think you could for one day for two days, you know? Right. I think that's realistic, but if you had to, you know, be protected and hidden and whatever, then even 30 miles becomes, you know, a real journey. Um, so that's something to be aware of uh there there's a lot of like audiobooks that that I've hit on that kind of covered that there was I I know that A American guy has like getting home and and his was kind of covered that journey he did a uh, great job of doing that um that that was a, a fun one for me I also know there was uh let me see I'm going to pull it up so I don't get the names wrong. Uh Once Upon an Apocalypse was a, a good audio book that kind of really covered that and talked about some uh some stuff. So, you know, some of you truckers out there, you're always wondering about the best way to get home. These guys kind of talk about yeah, just a lot of the neat things, the nice to have's that can get you there. Um right. so but let's kind of dig down into it. So the idea is to be able to travel that far, have supplies, um, we'll talk a little bit about what kind of supplies that, that, you know, would be super essential. But remember, you got to be able to carry this shit. And you got to also look like, not make yourself a complete target. You know, like, hey, look at this guy with all the supplies to survive the apocalypse. Walking down the middle of the road, let's take his shit and smash him in the head with a rock. Mm -hmm. And then that doesn't, Um, I, I think one of the, the first things that's, well, I, I think the first thing is, is stocking your truck with the appropriate stuff. And I, I think this is something over time. Let's start there. So, well, I would, I would first look to have some kind of bag that maybe is going to be easy to carry. And I would almost think like a reasonable size backpack with a bladder, Rather than your full on, like you know, uh, I'm hiking the Appalachian Trail pack, you know, right. But again, right. your circumstances and weather conditions change. But what do you got?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think that's a, a good point. We've talked about uh, bug out bags and get home bags, and I think those are uh, important things to talk about. But I think also a a, a good point to have in there is is um, decent footwear depending on the circumstances. In other words, like uh, sneakers and hiking boots, you know, not just the work boots that you wear every day, but something that that you can travel on a road easily and you could travel, you know, through the woods easily. Um, and a bushcraft bag. A lot of, you know, a lot of get-home bags are, are you know, they have the basics of a bush bushcraft, survival stuff in there. But I think really having a bushcraft bag uh, designated specifically specifically for that sort of stuff. You know, tent, sleeping bag, tarp, you know, fishing line, compass, maps, that sort of bushcraft bag that you can navigate through the woods without you know, without killing yourself in the meantime. Um, right. You know, obviously, if you have a truck and you've got a little bit of space, uh, the first thing I would think about is just food and water. You know what I mean? You're going to want to have five <laughs> gallons of water with you. Uh, however much you can carry with you, you know, that's that's a different story, but having access to all that stuff right there and in, in your truck, I think, is a big uh is a big advantage because you can pick and choose what you're gonna bring with you given the circumstances that you're in. Now, now we talk a lot about um EMPs and things like that. And and you know, I, I know a lot of uh people that aren't truck drivers will think think, well, it's a diesel truck, it's gonna be fine. But that's not modern modern trucks aren't just diesel trucks without electronics in it. And it's not the same. It's not the same thing. If you're a truck driver, you know that that you've got a lot of things that depend on electronics in your vehicle, and um, you know, realistically, you could find yourself in a bad situation. Um, you know, ha- carrying an extra five gallons of diesel fuel with you isn't going to get that truck very far. You know what I mean? It, you can't. You can f- keep your tanks as full as possible, and that that's a great idea. But the truth of the matter is you're going to need massive amount of fuel to refill, refill that truck and to, you know, to get anywhere. And, you know, having a little supply of fuel with you, you know, it's not a bad idea. It's just, it's not going to get you as the distance that you might need to go. Um, so, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be serious about, I'd think seriously about having some supplies in your vehicle for, um, for at least a few days without being able to access food and water. Uh, you know, basic, you know, basic plan on, on handling that. Now, another thing that I, I think is important when it comes to, uh, truck drivers is, uh, personal protection. Now, if you're a truck driver, you, you know, you probably already have that handle, you know, that's probably something you already dealt with. I know that, uh, at one point I was in Miami, uh, waiting on a tractor trailer, and uh, went outside. I saw the truck parked across the street, and uh, you know it's about seven o'clock in the morning. I went over and, you know, climbed up, and knocked on the window, and guy was sleeping and came up with a handgun. You know, because he's in Miami. You know what I mean? You don't. If you're parked on the side of the road in Miami, you don't know who's going to be knocking on your window, and and shit could go bad real quick. And so you got to be ready for it. You know, I have no problem with somebody you know pulling a gun. If they uh, are just waking up, if I'm knocking on their window and they're waking up from a dead sleep, that's probably a smart way to behave. Um, But I know a lot of you guys, you have to be conscientious because you're going from state to state. And there's different laws about what you can and can't carry in different states. So you have to be conscientious of that. Um, But, you know, a handgun, a rifle, uh, you know, I know a lot of people carry those, uh, those tire thumpers, you know. That's better than nothing. But you really should be uh, conscientious about AR what 15? you're carrying. Yeah. Right. Um, right.
1: Well, one of the things I, – I have a, a coworker that uh, is a former trucker, and, and we're always talking about this kind of stuff. And and I was uh, – we were, we were in the back lot. They do engine deliveries and whatever, and, and we just go outside because it's better to be inside than in a factory, Right. Right, and we have some kind of go mobile, you know, that we we drive around. So, we're at, we're always outside, and and one of the trucks pulled up and had a big come and take it in the uh, window, and I was like, you know, how many of these do you think have a uh, AR fifteen in the cab with them? And he's like, well, I bet that guy does, and you know, whatever, and and we, you know, he seemed to think that it was a pretty high percentage that would have at least a handgun or or whatever. But one of the things in our discussion and, and I haven't read the laws myself, but I'm sure your truckers all know what that one of the things was your truck is your residence because they sleep in it. Right. So they you know, he was saying that they could come and search the whole, you know, trailer and all that shit, but they can't search in the cabin where your residence is. And Uh, you kind of have the same protections of, well, if you're allowed to have a, you know, a rifle at your house, then you're allowed to have a rifle in your, your cab because that is your house kind of thing. And that's the way it was explained to me. Not a lawyer. Haven't read the laws. I, and now I also know there's some dickhead States like California and fucking New York and New Jersey, New Jersey's fucking retarded when it comes to gun laws. Um, Uh but that I'm not saying that it wouldn't still be your residence. I'm just saying those fuckers can't even have shit in their residence. So who the fuck knows, you know, it just, they shouldn't be able to search it, whatever. But you know, how many times have we seen cops do things that they shouldn't be able to do? And then somehow you're accountable for their illegal search. And it's one of those, well, yeah, if you have enough money, you can prove that you're right. But you know, who who wants to go down that road? Um, so anyway bottom line as Kevin said you need to have some kind of protection in there another thing to think about that's really important is think about the season and what you are and you know god forbid you're you know 2500 miles from home and you have to make it completely back across the country then you know what kind of climate are you going to be in a freaking desert and in a freaking uh you know crossing over the the mountains in Colorado You know, I mean, you know, there comes a point where it kind of almost becomes impossible. Uh I hate to, you know, put some negative thoughts about that, but maybe you need some kind of fallback position, even if that's family, you know, hey, well, you know, I have a maybe even another trucker. Hey, Uh another trucker lives here. I got a trucker friend that lives in Florida. I got a trucker friend that lives in, I don't, I'm giving an example here, right? Right. I I have a trucker friend in Louisiana, a trucker friend in Texas, and a trucker friend in California. And you have kind of waypoints that could maybe help you get to the next one. You know what I'm saying? You kind of work out a plan.
2: Right. And that brings up uh, another one out of the points here that I I think that, it's more important for people that are do a lot of traveling like truckers than it is necessarily for an individual that already lives at their bug out location, whatever that might be. Um, but a hidden caches, and we've talked about this a little bit, but you know, if you've, if you've got family members, you know, around your route, and you know what your route's going to be generally, uh, ahead of time. And, you know, generally it's the same route, you know, a lot of guys go to different places all the time, but that's not always the case. Um, you know, having some, some fuel stored at somebody's house, having some, some food and some ammunition, some, whatever it is that you might need at, stored at somebody else's place. You know, if you, if they have an extra shed and you can, you, you can say, Hey, just want to put a few gallons of, of fuel with some, some, uh, um, stable, uh, in it, you know what I mean? Something to store it long-term or, you know, anything like that. Having a place where you can stop and you know resupply yourself is is a big advantage. If you're trying to get home, then having caches between where you go and where where your house is might be uh, might be a smart thing to plan out ahead of time.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, I gotta say, if I'm in this position, I might even look at starting some kind of uh, you know trucker prepper uh, Facebook group. Something like Uh that, you know, where you could kind of network and then share along with your buddies at the truck stops, you know, maybe make up some business cards and be like, hey, check out my Facebook group. You could talk about, I mean, shit, you could put a link to the podcast, right? You could put a link to this Uh specific episode, but you could also then, you know, you could then say, hey, these are the things that people put in their truck, you know, that are great, maybe have some other ideas. Um, maybe you mention it in some of your trucker Facebook groups and you know, share it and it doesn't have to be Facebook. I don't know where people communicate and how they do things, but you know, you find a way to connect with other truckers, but if you set up some kind of network where, hey, you know, I could be somebody that could help you and you know, you work it out. Now, obviously there's a level of trust that you have to build up with people. I don't wanna just invite any random jackass in whatever but you know people and and you get to you know to know people and and what your options are so that's something to consider and think about um you know something to really build up i mean i would kevin said you know at least 5 gallons of water i got to say i would definitely have a case of water pretty much in my truck all the time if that's you know that's my lifestyle and where i am uh, you know, that's something that is very serious and you need to consider, and it doesn't matter what event happens, you know, that having fresh water is going to be one of the key things, you know, water, shelter, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I can zip through, I got a quick list of what I have in my get home bag. I, I know we had just recently talked about a get home bag in a, in an episode, but we can shoot through, um. You know, one, like I was saying, like Kevin said, you know, you need good footwear and you need to think about the climates and environments you're going to be in. You know, a pair of boots, if you're walking home in the snow, that's maybe a different pair of boots than, you know, in the summertime, whatever. Um, You need a decent bag that's going to be comfortable and be able to carry your shit. Uh, Toilet paper, right? Have a roll of freaking toilet paper. How is that not going to pay off? Um, if you're really serious, they sell, believe it or not, a portable bidet, a little hand squirter. <laughs> uh, really, I Kevin, that's news to me. I see you're, you. You just—it's kind of like a, a turkey baster. You just, All right, yep. just
2: shoot it up your yep. butthole. Huh? All
1: right, shoot it up your butthole. Hey, that's better than poison ivy. You got to admit that. Um, I know on my bag I have like little LED clip lights, that kind of thing. I have a headlight. I have a separate trauma bag. Um, I've talked a million times about what's in those. Uh, A sleeping bag, I would say, as warm and big as you can carry without it screwing up your whole plan. And also think about the environments, you know? Um, And they make them super tiny to just the stupid little, you know, blanket, survival blanket, to as big as you can go. I would say, go as big as you can go. And, you know, if you spend 100 bucks, you can get pretty decent and pretty small. But maybe not Colorado, you know, Rocky Mountains and shit in the winter time, Probably not. So you got to know your environment. Um, I do off bug spray. Like that deep woods off really keeps that shit off you. I think that shit's straight poison and it'll fuck you up. But better than getting eaten alive. I know that. Uh, sunblock. Sunblock's a big one that people forget. Uh, I do a seventy-two hour bag, uh, or sorry, a seventy-two hour food thing that I have from my Patriot supply. You might want three of those. You might want more than I. I don't know where you know how big your route is. You have to kind of decide that on your own. Um, well, how many days worth of food you'd be requiring? Uh, I have a lighter. I have a fire starter. I have a knife. Um, water treatment tabs. We just recently talked about. Sawyer water filters. My bag has a water bladder, makes things very convenient. Um, Water bottles and thermal blankets. Uh, You know, that water bottle could be canteens, whatever, but you need a refillable container. They also sell a portable pump that you can pump to fill all your water bottles. Um, Sawyer makes it, a couple other companies make them. Something to look into. can opener, compass, maps, Stanley cook kit. I mean, those are basic essentials. Uh, we could expand it. Uh, you know, I'd mentioned some of those those audio books. They talk about they the guy one of the big guns for the get home is the the sub two k from Keltec. The Keltec makes shit, but the sub two k is like a fold up kind of nine millimeter rifle. And the guy has one of those. And it's kind of a, like, it. it's basically like a handgun, but it you kind of make it a little bigger and be a little more accurate. And, you know, it's kind of a game changer when everybody else just has handguns, it's a big step up. When right. everybody's got AR-15s and AKs, not so great, you know? It's one of those happy in-betweens. Uh, but again, trying to travel, carrying an AK, or an AR-15 might be a tough road to go. Uh, They do make some foldable stocks, and you can get an SBR and and different shit, but that's all. I'm just saying the sub 2K is a good option. Um, One of the things that's a big game changer is night vision. If you had a way and had a budget that could afford you night vision to, one, to travel, or two, to have on your weapon, it's a game changer. I gotta say, I have a thermal scope. I couldn't fucking believe the difference that it made in my ability. I can walk out and see every animal in my yard at night, and I'm talking about five acres that cleared. I have more acres, you know, beyond that, but I can look around the five acres, and there isn't a rabbit that can hide from me because of the thermal that I can be like, oh, there he is right there. And that's amazing. Um, that's a huge game changer. That's better than the day. I can't look around my yard in the daytime and see a freaking rabbit, you know, that's hiding in the woods or the brush. But I can with the thermal because it like, hey, I'm over here. That right. Shit. You now again, you want to take steps to make that EMP proof. Maybe some kind of radios, something like that, would be a something to think about to keep kind of EMP proof. Um, but So thermal or some kind of night vision, if the budget allows it. I understand that's not really... I'm just saying if you can step up into that level, that may be a great way to go. Um, I would do some research on what kind of guns and and shit is, is legal that you could carry in the most amount of states. And, you know, kind of look at your options. I know once you guys go through D.C. or... You know, a New York City or wherever that your you know options become very limited, and uh, you know Chicago. And if you're not a resident, you're pretty much screwed in these places for the legality of it. But maybe you can get away with the shotgun in your resident. Yeah, I don't know. I don't live there, so I don't know. But you got to kind of look into the laws on your own. And I'm sorry I couldn't do that research for you. It's just it's so vast and so changing. And we know the government's out to screw you no matter what. So I don't have a negative attitude, I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically. Um, So anyway, that's kind of shit I would be thinking about. I would, like I said, just thermal food supply, having stuff and actually knowing how to use it. That's the next step is upping your skills is really where you need to be when you need to travel longer distance. Right, that's when you need to kind of have a little bit of hand-to-hand combat, kind of understanding. I'm not saying like you know, you guys know I'm not skinny, super fit, ripped, ab guy. I'm getting a little better, a little less less fat, but you know, you, you gotta you gotta make sure that you're in shape to do what you can do, and you need to take your physical preparedness and your current level of readiness into account when you make these decisions you need to say hey i i maybe can't travel 20 miles a day but maybe somebody else can you know and you prepare for you right your ability um you know something to consider one of the big things too is traveling at night traveling at night once things go shitty is going to be a lot better option and finding some little hole to duck in and hide away it's going to be a lot safer for you. Preferably if you can end up back in the woods and kind of cover yourself with branches and shit and go to sleep. Um, not having a fire when you can get away with it is going to be the right answer. Um, you know, having a fire and not freezing to death is probably better than freezing to death. Right. But not having a fire and staying alive is also pretty good too. Um, it depends how desperate shit gets. You know, that that's really what you have to keep gauging is how the people are. But remember, there's a lot of shitbags out there. And I know you guys in the trucker world have seen there's a lot of shitbags out there. I know that mm-hmm. sucks and, and nobody wants to accept that society's a little questionable. But there's some real dirtbags yeah. out there. Um, now, And they take advantage of the opportunities. Go ahead.
2: Right. Right. Now now one of the things I saw, now I don't know how reasonable this is, but I I saw a couple of uh truckers talking about uh having fold up bicycles and and uh those smaller fold up motorcycles. And I don't know how accurate you know, how accurate that is to actually carry that with you. But um, you know, that could be a big help when you're trying to cover long distances. Uh <clears throat> something else I wanted to talk about when I uh when I, I started looking into like all this for this, this show, I kept seeing all these, uh, truckers were talking about all the, you know, all the fucked up stuff that's going on now. You know what I mean? As far as, uh, as far as, um, supply chains and that sort of stuff, a lot of warnings from, from the truck drivers. Cause I think they see that stuff first. And so some of you guys have a, have a bit of an advantage, um, in the sense that, you know, you know, where the, uh, the food distribute distribution centers are, you know, you know what's coming and what's going and what's not happening, what's not moving. Um, so that's really something to keep to keep in tech uh, in, in mind is, is keeping on top of those types of things, you know, keeping your ears open, what's going on around you and what's, what's coming down the pike. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, went off on a little bit of a, uh, YouTube rabbit hole with, um, RVs. Uh, There's a lot of like prepper RVs out there. And it's the same sort of thing. If if you're driving around in an RV, you're kind of in the same position as a truck driver uh, in that that type of scenario. Um, So I saw a lot of people that really had like these uh, pimped out uh, deathmobile RVs ready to go. Um, But also keep in mind that a lot of those RVs that you see on the road, uh, a lot of those people that seem like they're just traveling cross country and it's a happy little family, those are vampires. Those are vampires in there. That's one of the things that vampires do in the modern age is they they travel place to place in RV in RV convoys. So you just watch out for those people, man. If you pull into like some sort of a campground and there's an RV park next to you, watch out for those people, man. You can't they can't always be trusted. They might be just waiting for you to Especially fall asleep if their so shades can are and pulled you. tight. Yeah. Right. Don't, and if the don't shades trust are
1: pulled tight in the daytime.
2: Uh huh. All right. Don't, don't just, don't just automatically curtains. assume that it's a happy family going, you know, going on the family vacation. They might be fucked up people that are trying to drink your blood. I'm just putting it out there. All right.
1: You know, hey, Kevin, I'm going to leave that one all on your shoulders. That one's going to, mm-hmm. going to fall on you. But, uh, you know, hey, that's good advice somebody might want to take.
2: Yeah. Well just, just keep in mind okay. having a little bit of holy water and some wooden stakes when you're out driving around, good idea. That's all I'm saying. A little
1: garlic. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that five you gallons of water your you're storing open. in your in your cab, you should have a priest blessed it blessed just to make sure you know you got an extra advantage on somebody.
1: And if they're insistent on you inviting them in when they come into your RV, mm-hmm. that that's a dead giveaway nah, right there dead giveaway no, be like no you don't want to invite them into the residence because that's i wonder why that's what stops the uh the undead you know it's like well i didn't get an
2: invitation so yeah i can't drink your blood like, fuck, yeah,
1: that's yeah it's gonna be a problem all right so just you know hey you got to keep your options open but yeah traveling like, one of the things like one of the the prepper books that i mentioned um the guy talked about how he kept money in his, uh, you know, in his travel bag. He kept like, you know, 10 silver coins or something and and some cash and, you know, like a thousand bucks or some whatever. But the idea was as soon as stuff went bad, he found a bike store and went and bought a bike. And like, that was his thing. Like, hey, I understand, you know, you don't take credit cards right now, but look, I got cash and I got some coins and... You know, make me a deal to, you know, sell me a bike that, and that was like his whole game plan was, I got night vision, I'm going to get a bike and I'm going to freaking move as quick as I can move. And I got to say, if you can spot things a little early, you know, even the cheap, crappy old night vision, you know, the stuff from Vietnam and stuff, you can spot a campfire and you can spot that shit far away. So that makes it nice. Um, You know, just getting a heads up, a little warning and traveling at night is huge once things start to get shitty and slow and steady wins the race. You know, you just got to kind of make a decision and, you know, take it in steps. Right. Um, Over and over again, you know, people think, oh, it's insurmountable to travel two states. Well, guess what? If you know you got people there that, you know, you need to be, you know, getting home to. And what else have you got going, you know? Uh Um, Now, if you find a nice hottie along the way and you're like, hey, I could start a new life right here, maybe that's Uh your plan. I don't know.
2: That might be it.
1: But, you know, it depends what you have at home that you got to get to. You got to weigh that out. That's up to you. That's on you. You know, (laughs) Kevin, he's a little questionable. The rest of them, you know. But have a plan. And honestly, talk to your loved ones about Hey, this is what we would do if things go bad.
2: Right. This is my right. goal. I haven't. you
1: know. You and that's a big thing that I don't think we really
2: touched on yet is having a having a plan with the people you're trying to get to. You know what I mean? You know, maybe maybe the idea is to meet somewhere in between, you know what I mean? I I did talk to one one truck driver that was that had he had mentioned that he travels past his parents' house. Um on his way, on his way to where he's going every, every week. And the idea was that his wife and kid would go that, to the halfway point that his parents had, but that was his parents' house. And he would get back there that way. He didn't have to travel halfway across the country to, to meet up with everybody and, you know, just grab his, his wife and then drive back over there. It's more of a, you know, a game plan that, that he had worked out with his family, you know, before anything even becomes serious.
1: Yeah. I mean that's right on. You just you need to communicate. You need to have a plan. You know? I mean, how much is it with like oh my kids are at school and stuff just went to hell and my kids are just going to stay there waiting or then I show up and they already left and have a plan. You know, if you talk and communicate, it it's 5 minutes. And you know, uh we we just did that interview a little while ago and you know, they all had a meeting point at some, you know, mountain or something. And, you know, you have to have a plan. And that that's really what's going to get you through it. But the couple of supplies are going to be a game changer. I, I got to say, once things start to get crappy, your best move is to stay away from people. Um, I know we did a uh, episode in the past. We talked about, you know, taking the Appalachian Trail, things like that. You know, where if you can get off on some kind of back out of the way, your odds get a lot better than trying to move through the city and just, you know, combat the whole way. You know, you don't want to be in a war zone. You know, if everybody's out at night, you know, that's going to be a not exactly a great time for you. So but like I said, if you can move, just kind of find ways to be stealthier, kind of find ways. You know, think of places that you might be able to get supplies. Like you guys know where the, you know, truckers know where all the distribution warehouses are, right? You know where the good stuff is. Um, You know what kind of trucks to look for. Things to, you know, hey, I bet you there's something in that trailer. You know, something of value there. Um, You know, you recognize different things. Now, a lot of things aren't that well marked anymore. They, You know, but... It's something to be aware of, you know, take advantage of the resources that you already know about. Right. And I would say that's, that's going to be the key, you know, is, is being a little bit prepared, having a plan, having communication, having the supplies in your truck. You know, we talked about what you need to carry, having some kind of real protection and honestly don't trust people. Um, There's nothing wrong with being kind to people. But you need to, you know, really use your judgment. You need to decide, hey, you know, who can I really trust? And the thing is, there's a difference between trusting someone and being polite to someone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you can go along and, hey, I'm not going to stab you in the neck. I don't need to be an asshole But I also don't need to trust you. I don't need to turn my back with you. I don't need to leave you alone with my kids. You know, there's a difference. Um, And maybe you just stab them in the neck right out of the gate because then you don't have to worry about them. And you get their supplies. I mean, I learned about that in video games. Isn't that how they do it?
2: That's how I do it. Yep. Stab somebody and they drop health.
1: That's right, right. That's that's not the approach that we recommend. You know, in the the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, we're not about hey, I can take from everybody else. That's not the way to be, dude. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't have to be like that. That's why we prepare, so we don't have to take advantage of others. But I am right. saying, you do need to be aware of other people taking advantage of you. You need to be paying attention. And your best bet is to stay away from people. And so often, like I don't know if it just happens in every movie and every book you read just because they like drama, but so often people feel they need to help when there's no way they can help. You know what I'm saying? If you see 10 guys with guns all attacking uh, two girls standing there, and you're one guy that may not be the battle for you. You know, I, I don't know. You have to choose. You have to remember what's important and what you have to do. Now, if you can't live with yourself, if I have to try and kill him and you end up dead, can you help other people later? Can you get home and protect your family that you're obligated to protect as a man? You know, it's these are the kind of things you need to kind of work out beforehand. My thought would be, my advice would be that it's better to think things through for a second than to act on emotion. Right. Um, Just give it a little thought. That's all I ask is think of how things are going to play out. Think of how it'll work out. Think about what you're risking and what you're giving up before you take an action. And that should not paralyze you. That should empower you to make the right choices and just use a little logic before you take action and I think that's your best chance of getting home and surviving. And that's what it comes down to. It's really all about, you know, keeping on, right? Being able to take care of yours. That's why we protect, you know, why we prepare. So you guys enjoyed that? You might want to subscribe to the podcast. You might want to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Search uh, Prepping Badass. Same thing, Facebook. Search prepping badass. We got a group. We got a, a Facebook page. Um, you know, we'd love if you guys left reviews. Let us know. If you go to preppingbadass.com, we have an email list. Uh, somewhere along in the email list, we uh, we offer you a free course on what kind of supplies you can prepare and and you know show you all kinds of things about securing your house making things just a little bit better. I know we got bug out bags and first aid kits and just about how to get ready for just about anything. We take you through it on that course and it's completely free to sign up for the email list. And we don't spam you with nonsense. We're not, you know, trying to push a bunch of crap on you. We occasionally might have an offer if I see something cool or something cheap at the gun store. I'm going to pass that along. But the bottom line is, I'm going to put actually the, the go bag list that I just talked about. I'm going to put that list in the email, you know, list that comes through. So you'll be able to go and, and get your own supplies. But, you know, hey, I'm not pushing any certain thing. There's no one way to do it. But I do think you need to take steps and take action to make yourself better. I mean, that's really what it is, is doing a little bit of uncomfortable, giving a little bit of your time. To be light years ahead of where everybody else is and that's what it comes
2: down to. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.
0: I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. In
2: wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.